2: Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised.
3: Welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC.
2: I'm Corey.
3: And I'm Carly. And this is Season 15, Episode 5, Polygamous in a
2: Pandemic. And it's not just us today, we have a very special guest on board with us, it's Cara Berry.
3: Hello, you guys. Hello. I'm so excited.
2: <laughs> We're so, so great excited to have, have you. you
3: here. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your podcast. I know we have a lot of listeners who love you and listen to your pod as well. I know that you cover you cover Sister Wives along with uh, 90 Day in the same recap, which I listen to weekly because 90 Day is one of my uh, personal favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the number one hit TV show, Sister Wives. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) course. Um, Yeah, I have a podcast called Everyone's
4: Business But Mine. And I talk about pop culture stuff. Um, I do like typically Bravo stuff on Monday. Wednesdays, I'll go to TLC. And then Fridays, I do Married at First Sight. Am I okay? No. I know you guys were all There's your answer.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I know you cover all things reality TV. It's amazing. yeah, it's a real, it's sad. It's sad.
4: No,
2: and we have to salute you for your your service on oh. Married at First Sight this season, because we were not able to muster through oh. that here. It coincided with our new season of Sister Wives, so we weren't able to do a weekly recap of it.
4: Yeah, I, I'm missing hearing y'all's thoughts on it, because wow, like what a nightmare this has been. <laughs> what a true nightmare this season has been.
2: Everybody hates Chris. It's really, that's the new name of the show. It's the new show. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's a, it's an absolute, just like a complete shit show. So if you guys are watching that season, definitely check it out. I get headaches every week, every <laughs> single week. <laughs> All
2: right. So yeah, we'll go ahead and jump into this episode here. Keeping the sister wives train a moving. Uh, so this is season 15 episode five polygamists in a pandemic. It only took five episodes to get to this point, and <laughs> we're a year into COVID-19 in our own reality experience here, and it only took TLC five episodes into the new season. So the TLC description for this episode is as follows, Cody and the wives struggle to adapt to the pandemic as a polygamist family. Robin is terrified for her children's health, and Janelle tearfully tells Cody to stay away. As he decides where he'll quarantine, Cody teaches the kids how to save toilet paper. And boy does he ever <laughs> Oh wow. That is quite the wow. lesson.
4: <laughs> For all of us, right? Really. <laughs> yes.
2: And I didn't expect the conversation to go as long as it did. We really got wow. into the trenches here.
4: Oof, in every sense of the word. What an <laughs> absolute <nightmare. laughs>
2: But now we have, of course, the coveted Carly episode (laughs) rewrite of the description here. So let's go ahead and jump in there.
3: All right. Christine calls tech support. Robin barricades in her castle. Cody gives the Charmin Bears a run for their money. Mary picks the title Dog Grandma.
2: (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Finally (laughs) made a decision. Finally. (laughs) Love that. Her and that dog. I love seeing them together. It's the happiest we've seen Mary in years, by Uh, far.
4: I mean, it's the healthiest relationship she's ever going to have, frankly. I
2: fully support it, too.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Unconditional love there. (laughs) All right. Before we jump into the episode, just two quick announcements. Just a reminder that the book club starts on March 29th on Patreon. So if you haven't joined us over there yet to study Robin's number one New York Times bestseller, Becoming Sister Wives. Make sure to do that if you're interested. And we have a new benefit on Patreon. Starting at the $8 tier and up, you will now receive a monthly newsletter called Mary's Graham, in which we analyze one of Mary's social posts.
2: So this is going to be the Instagram posts. We were watching the... uh the save Brittany documentary and it really wrapped us up. There was the, the podcast free Brittany. Mm, yeah. And, uh, so that's where we
3: starting a movement. Maybe yeah. we need a free Mary.
2: We got a free Mary. We'll There's find a, out. a lot of cryptic communication on that Instagram over there. <laughs> now she's doing, have you caught her, uh, her, her Friday streams Friday with friends? Have you been watching those?
4: I watch RuPaul's drag race. So I only check, I only catch the tail ends where they're like always trying to figure out when they're going to talk again next. So I don't know what the dynamic is, but they is this like a LuLaRoe woman that she's talking to?
3: It's a friend, supposedly a best friend.
2: Best friend, Jen, who uh, she met in Vegas, but now Jen lives in Oregon, I believe.
3: Yeah, she used to spray her house for uh, for
2: pests. She's a pest control. Yeah, she had a pest control business in Las Vegas. So it's quite the origin story. And then, then, yeah, like you said, it's like the first 15 minutes of the stream is them trying to figure out if they can hear each other, uh, if they can see each other and hear each other. And then the last 10 or 15 minutes, yeah, it's always, are we going to do this again next week? Even though they've established four or five times now that this is a weekly thing that they're going to be doing. It's a regularly scheduled program now. So
4: Her Instagram is truly fascinating. Like I will... I have a friend group that I'll regularly send selfies of Mary for no reason, just out of the blue during the day. That's what I like to do with my time. So I love her Instagram. I think it's one of the greatest works of art in American history.
2: Absolutely (laughs) gorgeous. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll jump in here on the episode, uh, which is not a beautiful work of art because we had to start with some opening title cards, basically apologizing for the, the shitty audio and video quality of the episode because everybody's going to be self-shooting via cell phone footage. It's going to be a lot of zoom calls. Get used to that.
3: It's pretty clear that the camera crew just cut out of here and gave them no directions on what they should do moving forward. No tech information at all. Just handed them a camera and were like, go. You've been doing (laughs) this since what? 2010. Haven't you learned anything?
2: You should be able to do this. Yeah. And then Cody gets to mansplain COVID-19 to us maybe you've heard of it.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was that was interesting.
2: So, jumping onto the the family Zoom call here. Uh and I think basically just to kick off the the episode, I think it was just about what you'd expect from the Brown family, where Christine's joining in and her camera is vertically it, it's like sideways her image and then we have a whole back and forth of who's sideways your sideways no you're sideways
3: did it take long for an argument to break out over FaceTime
4: <laughs> it, it really didn't and I have to say once we saw Christine shooting vertically I'm like wow I don't know why I expected anything different like of course it would be Christine who didn't get it <laughs> and I love but let's be real <laughs>
2: And I think mostly it's just Christine finding new quarantine friendly ways to annoy the shit out of everybody. She's not afraid to touch her camera. She doesn't know how to work the settings, but it's it's also just to get under everybody's skin too.
3: <laughs> then we had Robin sitting in her car, acting like she wasn't in the same home as Cody, which clearly he only spends time at Robin's house. Right. And- I was so distracted by her trying to pull loose eyelashes out. <laughs> Did you notice that? It was like, we're not doing so good right now at the number one rule of COVID in March of 2020 don't touch your face.
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything about Robin annoys me, even though <laughs> she came out of the gate being the first one who was actually trying to educate herself and do the research and do the right thing. I still. It rubbed me the wrong way for some reason. Maybe that's something that I need to talk to someone about.
2: (laughs) No, I think that makes absolute sense. She was the most concerned about this because then we get to hear her whole spiel about she has so much concern about her children with pre-existing conditions. Yes, we're talking about King Solomon. He has a respiratory history. So yeah, we really got to protect this little guy. Got to lock him up in
3: that castle. Keep him safe.
2: Got to keep him safe.
3: Yeah, I think what was most annoying about Robin was that she clearly had a stance on what she thought was right, but she wouldn't actually express it. She just asked a bunch of questions.
4: Yeah, it seemed like she does that the whole episode. And yeah, you're right. That's absolutely annoying. She does not put her foot down, really. It's aggravating. Yeah,
2: and, and but then it's like she would kind of try to overstep the bounds too a little bit in other ways because it seems like she was kind of hinting at how great it would be. Like, this is the absolute definitive scenario of if they were all in one house, how great would that be? Because this is perfect because then everybody would be able to quarantine together and it's great. But like... Listing the pros and cons of this, do you think that one house would actually solve the quarantine problem here?
4: It seems like it would make it significantly
2: worse. <laughs> right. Right. Well, especially, yeah, because it's like Janelle's kids. Right.
3: right. Now you're just bringing more risk because you can't control like a, over a dozen people in one home. Yeah. yeah. Especially when several of them seem to be going rogue, just
4: palling around with their friends all willy-nilly with no regard for anybody else. Garrison. Right,
2: right.
3: Yes. We find out that Garrison and Gabe are not being careful enough because Gabe is in the prime of his social life.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. By Cody's definition. And I think this is an interesting point. It's it's a lesson we all had to learn at some point during quarantine in our own lives as well as whose definition of Being careful, are we going by here? Because obviously, for Robin, that means you don't step foot outside the house. Whereas Janelle, it's a little loosey goosey over at that house. Because if you got to go to work, you got to go hang out with friends, that's okay.
4: Yeah, this episode was a fun way of everybody telling on everybody else without really trying to. Like, the lines were very clear once we figured out who was doing what. Clearly, Janelle's sons are, you know, um, well, do we have to say it?
3: (laughs) (laughs) They're out doing what they want to do, or at least Garrison is out working. I mean, that's that's something you have to do. But what what, I don't know what Gabe's out doing (laughs) being. How old is he? He's 18. Oh, we were talking about this earlier that this is a kid who spent his entire summer vacation finishing his senior year of school. Just right. to be out of that house a year earlier. And now he is stuck in it.
4: <laughs> That's funny to me. <laughs> um I had a question for the both of you guys. When Christine said that she was in North Carolina with the kids, mm-hmm. and she was saying that she was having several like she kept waking up at night worrying about whether or not she was gonna be able to go home. Did you think she was telling the truth? Because I was getting like a kid on Christmas Eve who wakes up because they're so excited about a prospect. Like, I think she's happy to not go to Flagstaff ever again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This
3: was her moment
2: to escape, never come back. (laughs) She's comfortable, yeah, having that reason to be like, oh, no, my flight got canceled and I'm grounded. I'm stuck here for a month. Poor thing.
3: I did think it was unusual that she... The last episode, Cody told us how traumatized the wives were when they tried to come back from the trip to Utah to go wedding venue shopping and they had to get on a plane and they just gave up because they were so scared in the airport that they just drove home. Right. That Then Christine got on an airplane again, went further away from home and With then yeah. realized she might be stuck.
2: <laughs> yeah. Choices. It's a little too late. Yeah. And now you are clearly out of driving range. For sure. Yeah. In North I Carolina. I think
4: that was, I'm, I'm putting that out there.
3: <laughs> and then Mary, I guess we didn't talk about Mary's dance yet. She's, for some reason, concerned about social distancing from each other, even though that seems to be something she's been working on for years, so. She's got
2: right. plenty of practice.
3: So <laughs> <laughs> I know where that concern <laughs> came from. Uh, she's
4: really faking it till she makes it, and I love <laughs> that for- Buddy. she's really like really putting in the work this this episode acting like she cares about anybody in this family by her side from herself like i loved it she was hard
2: work <laughs> hard so this is when cody goes full captain kirk with us where he has his captain's log earth date 322 2020 <laughs> he's giving us an update on the quarantining explaining about how it's been such a challenge trying to keep the kids safe, trying to keep everybody inside, trying to limit the spread.
3: Christina's decided that there's no time like the present, so she has invited everyone over for breakfast because we know that she can only have everyone come to her home. So this was a real insult to her queen wife ego, I'm sure, when everyone stands her up, nobody comes. The only person who actually is there is Cody, which is probably the biggest shock of all of them.
4: Yeah. Um, wow. I, I I'm confused about where they're where it is that Christine and Cody are in their relationship, because she's been talking about how he's basically an absent father, even when he's at the house. But I feel like we've seen them together several times.
2: And this was the first episode that we really got to see Christine and Cody actually spending time together in her house where Cody wasn't just staring at his phone.
3: Well, that's because they had house guests. They did. Aspen and Mitch were visiting. Which that's true. That makes me think that that's probably why Cody went over there, <laughs> <laughs> took a break from Robbins to act like he actually spends time at Christine's.
4: That's an excellent point. You're absolutely right.
3: So that doesn't work out the whole breakfast situation. And we have to cut to Mary because she has an emergency going on over here. She has called Mariah and Audrey and found out that things are not looking so hot in Chicago. Other big cities have been hit hard by COVID cases already, and it's only a matter of time before it gets there. So she's going into full on panic mode.
4: Wow. What a choice she made. (laughs) I've never, I have not seen her this hot under the collar since that selfie of her with a banana in her mouth.
3: (laughs) banana gate never forget yeah she was so quick to volunteer to go out and help them move to get them out of their apartment and uh she didn't put much thought behind it i was really shocked actually when she said let me talk to your dad about it we got to have a little chat make sure we're on the same page because she doesn't seem to do that too often very
4: strange and i feel like when did mariah start liking mary again when did that happen
2: When TLC was willing to pay her to be involved in the show, I think. (laughs) I think that had a
4: a big part.
2: Touche. When she
3: hired Audrey to do her social media and marketing content for the B&B.
2: Right. That would help. It It doesn't hurt. (laughs) But I did like when Mary was getting all fired up and she kept referring to it as her girls. Her girls are in danger and she needs to get them out. So that's just her instinct mode that was taking over. So I thought that was cute, though. Now she kept referring to them as her girls.
4: It it was very sweet. You're a better man than I am.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But now we got the real talk.
3: Oh, we could not avoid it, could we? No,
2: no, 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 no. So this (laughs) this is a big deal here. We got the toilet paper talk. We're rationing TP. Every household had to go through this last year. So this is where we uh, Cody is mostly just upset that he had to plunge a metric ton of toilet paper out of Christine's toilet earlier today. So now we need to talk about this situation. A little quarantine refresher course here.
4: Wow. wow. I feel like it's important to note the cinematography that was happening because Cody was sitting in that chair next to a cat condo mm-hmm. that was next to a picture of Jesus. Yes. I just like the idea of Jesus looking down upon him. Right. Wrapping toilet paper (laughs) around his hand and explaining the proper um, amount of squares that we should be using and how and which direction we should be folding the paper. Oh, my goodness. I'm I'm, I'm getting queasy just thinking about it.
3: (laughs) The most tragic thing was that we are talking about how there's a shortage of toilet paper, so we need to conserve it. But then he proceeds to waste the good toilet paper by twisting (laughs) it all around his dirty ass hands folding it
2: gwen calls him out throwing
3: it it on the floor yeah i know precious resources Gwen's
2: like you're wasting that right now that's what is being wasted
4: (laughs) i mean what where are we if cody's not you know shooting himself in the foot to make a point that nobody really cares about
3: you know his favorite thing to do he was very excited to get up in front of everyone and give another presentation in that room have
4: you guys talked amongst yourselves about who you think the culprit was
2: oh well we did have visitors we did have visitors so that's always suspicious but christine mentioned that she has to plunge all the time
3: Mm.
4: Hmm. my first guess was truly but then i like Aspen's husband was sitting pretty low in that couch and he looked pretty guilty to me.
3: Those would be my two suspects.
2: <laughs> well, I thought yeah, from Truly's line of questioning that arises, there might be some there might be some guilt there. What if, uh, hypothetically speaking, in a circumstance where there may be some more toilet paper that is necessary. What if not saying it just happened. Not saying it but happened. But what if it did? But maybe half a roll, you might need it. Maybe.
3: <laughs> I like that he draws the line It. we don't use one square. That's too miserly. We're not going to live our lives like that. We're on TV. So you're going to use four squares.
4: <laughs> or five if you're feeling, you know, like it's necessary.
2: Realistically, five is acceptable. <laughs> right. We'll allow it. As long as you double fold, you got to fold it twice. Oh, my God. (laughs) So this raises a very interesting circumstance, too, because now we know Cody's a folder. He (laughs) folds his teepee. He's not a crumpler. Not a crumpler. We did do a poll on this
3: on Twitter to see crumplers versus folders. Where do people net out? And it seems to be a 60-40 split. Crumplers. Crumplers. Really? The crumplers have it. Okay. Okay. That's where I'm at. I don't have time to fold. It's a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of concentration.
2: I, I agree. There's an urgency <laughs> yeah, that takes place here.
4: <laughs> I love that Robin said that she was probably guilty of using too much toilet paper. Like, girl, we all know.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, you were saying who's the culprit at Christine's house. It was probably Robin. She snuck in <laughs> and flushed half a roll of toilet paper.
3: When she dropped by the last episode.
2: Right. Yeah. The pop in. (laughs) The pop in poop off.
3: What does it say, you know? (laughs) So now we get to the extra graphic content where we start talking about the process of actually wiping. (laughs) Oh, yeah. In which Cody jokes about how he's going to follow up with a talk about the birds and the bees for truly, (laughs) (laughs) which clearly. This little bitch already knows
2: she nopes out of there.
3: She knows she's like, I already know it's disgusting.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I don't think Cody can provide her any more information than she, I bet. I think she knows more about sex than Cody does at this point (laughs) in terms of like the actual functionality of it and like reproduct human reproduction. I feel Mm -hmm. like truly is more on par.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Christine's tip about the lotion.
2: Okay. (sighs) Wow. That. We had to do some research.
3: I did Google it because (laughs) I thought that sounds...
2: I've honestly never heard that before.
3: Sounds like something I would not think to do. No. It is on the internet. Now, whether or not you want to take that as the okay that you should actually do it, that's up to you. (laughs) But (laughs) there is... A recommendation to do this. And she she could have heard it somewhere. Okay, I have to admit
4: that, like, I fully went into some sort of like other dimension when they were talking about this because I can't stand it. But like, did she say that that trip was from that trick rather was a Brazilian thing or did I hear differently?
3: She did. She said that it was from Brazil, whether or not that's true. I don't know. We need a, a fact check on
2: that. Yeah. See yeah. I, and with the lotion I don't I feel like it defeats the purpose, right? It <laughs> you're adding you're applying yeah. lotion into the equation now where I've I don't think that that's going to help with this. Okay, that's too much. Know. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, we, <laughs> did, we didn't go full grandpa bill method yet with cleaning Ow. under the fingernails or anything, <laughs> but
4: God. <laughs> thinks of things like that
3: that's sick that's a sick man <laughs> they should have put a warning on this episode before we got to this segment Ugh. i love that you just hear gwen make barfing noises in the background
2: just gagging <laughs> <laughs> the gagging. only one
3: any sense i mean she's right to do it <laughs> oh
2: my god
3: <laughs> yeah so cody's got to embarrass mary by telling us about the grandpa bill method which is Her dad, and we we hear a little bit more about how you actually use one sheet of toilet paper. It's not pretty. Uh. It's not really that funny. But Mary does have to clarify that it is a joke, just so we all know that nobody in her household actually did this.
2: That was why she was late on the pickup to go (laughs) to the darkers, was because she was wiping with one square. She was still (laughs) cleaning out her fingernails. scraping under those fingernails. (laughs) The flat tires be damned. We got to clean out our fingernails.
4: Uh, uh, is that what white culture
3: is? Like you guys me. Is this what you talk about when we're not around? I think that this is uh particular to the brown family. <laughs>
2: yeah, I can't claim this one.
3: <laughs> so it's the next day and Cody is heading over to Mary's house. It looks like he's been living out of his car. Not really sure what's going on there. It was starting to get to uh, Leah on Teen Mom levels of concern. (laughs) Yeah, the parallels. You're spot on. (laughs) And I like that he says to the camera, Mary says it's an emergency, but he's not really sure how important that is or not.
4: (laughs) Take it with a grain of rice. He hates her so much.
2: (laughs) <laughs> supposedly yeah Mary has an emergency
3: he's definitely only going over there because she said it had something to do with Mariah otherwise he would have left her on her own
4: oh yeah oh. He, he can't Like, do we think there's going to be a moment where he just explodes on her and says like get out get out do you think that's going to
3: happen
2: I don't think that Mary would ever let it come to that
3: I don't think Mary's going anywhere
2: she's not going anywhere
3: it wouldn't matter yeah. Yeah. She's in it for the long haul. She can't make her mind up about anything.
2: She's in it for the (laughs) (laughs) U-Haul.
3: And I think she contributes a nice amount of money to this family. So there's a benefit there to Cody keeping her around.
2: Yeah. Like as uncomfortable as Cody is with her, he knows that she has inherent value in the family.
4: Yeah. She's sinking a lot of money into the coffers with those (laughs) wild prints. Mm Mm-hmm this mash print.
3: (laughs) So this is where Cody tells us that there's a divide in the family that some want to quarantine right away and some want to spread COVID around to see who's immune, but he won't tell us who is who.
2: Yes.
3: So let's do a little speculation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because the biggest issue usually in this family is communication, but now communicability is becoming the (laughs) real issue. So which wife do you think, because we're leaning to, I, I would say that most people would lean towards Janelle. That seemed to be the consensus on Twitter. As being yeah. one who is less cautious. As being one cautious. who is less cautious. And then obviously, clearly Robin is very cautious.
4: Yes. I think Christine's perfectly fine doing her own thing with her own family. And so that only leaves Mary. So I'm, I'm giving Mary and Janelle not being very cautious, and Robin and Christine are. Okay,
3: okay. I can't really peg Mary yet, not really sure where she's at. I'm kind of thinking that maybe Christine is one who isn't so worried at this point, just because of the travel. That's true. And then also trying to invite everyone over to breakfast, even though she knows that some of them are concerned and scared at this point already. That is a very good
4: point. And she brings up the having Cody come over for a couple days at a time. Yes. Janelle has to explain that that's not how COVID works.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, there might just be a learning curve here because, again, it's not everybody was diving in and researching this uh, to the extent that Robin was last March.
3: Which is a shock, isn't it? Right. That Robin got so in the weeds with research, she read something. She read a lot, <laughs> she, sounds like. She read a lot. She called some doctors. <laughs> I I was
4: wondering like, were you guys surprised at Cody's response towards COVID? Because I thought he would be a little bit more loosey-goosey.
3: I'm wondering if that changes over time.
2: I feel like for the initial uh the initial like quarantine time and actual like lockdown moments and everything like that, um, he could be respectable. I don't think he's gonna have the patience. Or the ability to see long term on this. So once May rolls around, I'm sure he's back like full force, all about reopening everything.
3: Well, but again, we have to think about who's his favorite wife. The most cautious wife.
2: The most cautious
3: wife. So whether or not he would have this opinion if Robin wasn't so worried, I don't know. Yeah. It feels like an
4: influence. I just don't trust that Cody would ever be that reasonable.
3: He's not seemed reasonable about pretty much anything so far this season. And then a lot of what he said in this episode made sense. It was shocking. It felt I didn't know which way was up, you know?
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah, definitely (laughs) felt weird agreeing with Cody multiple times. Yeah. Very strange. (laughs)
3: Now, he does put some of what he's learned from Robin into practice when he has to chat with Mary and Mariah and Audrey about getting them out of Chicago, because he knows he can't just straight up tell Mary that he doesn't want her to go. He's got to figure out a way to imply that she's not going without actually having the conversation with her, which is what we see him do. This was
4: fascinating. I really liked seeing this. I like seeing Cody and Mary be some version of a unit and seeing how they interact with one another. And I also just like seeing Cody be a father specifically to Mariah. Mm -hmm. I I, I think it's an interesting dynamic.
2: And the, the other thing here is uh, that I think is very helpful for Cody and Mary's relationship is whenever they have a common ground. So it's, they have a shared goal something that they need to work on together. A common enemy. A common enemy works too. Uh, but yeah, so for like for these purposes, it's like coronavirus is the enemy and we have to get Mariah and Audrey out of Chicago. So like that's the that's the problem and they're working for a solution. It's not an abstract thing of we need to work on our relationship and improve that, whatever that means. Um, so it, it is something definitive that they can actually take steps to remedy.
4: Right.
3: So Mary wants to basically run through O'Hare like this is Home Alone. Right. And come rescue Mariah and Audrey. But Cody's not going to let that happen. So he starts to basically domineer the call and act like Mary doesn't really exist. (laughs) While he throws out some ideas of what they could do instead, which doesn't require waiting for them to either fly out there or for him to drive there uh, with a trailer in a couple of days which also confusing because haven't these people earned a free u-haul by now (laughs) right like where are we in this punch card because you guys
4: should you you guys should have at least six months of free u-haul access (laughs) (laughs)
3: like don't you have one now isn't there one still sitting on coyote pass somewhere
2: there has to be, yeah. If no you one's look,
3: bought one yet.
2: If you look hard enough through the trees, yeah, there's got to be a U-Haul back <laughs> there somewhere.
3: The thing that I found most shocking about this conversation was that Mariah and Audrey have a king-size bed in their apartment.
4: Yeah. Where yeah. do they live? Wicker Park?
3: or Where in Chicago were they living? Uh, I think they, oh, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think they live in Andersonville.
2: Not to be too oh. stereotypical. Yeah, that right. would make sense. Yeah. Is near Wrigley just, just based north on the Wrigley. quality
3: of the inside of the apartment it looks like it's it's like somewhere in Wrigley or Andersonville
2: yeah that seems
4: like their vibe yeah what does Audrey do she's she does uh, graphic de- graphic design okay okay I, I like that for them um yeah they seem to be living quite well over there in Chicago and I want tax returns
2: <laughs> <laughs> for them too
3: I know they had two dogs in that apartment, a king size bed. Right. That looked like a nice ass couch. I was like, what? You don't buy nice furniture when you got to move frequently in a city.
4: Yeah. But I mean, Cody brought up a good point. Like, if anybody knows how to move, it's everybody in this family. Right. <laughs> so together, we've done this a million times before.
2: <laughs> yeah. She should be a pro by now. <laughs> yeah. I guess she hasn't, she hadn't experienced all of them. But yeah, you can tell how over moving cody is because he's just tallying up okay how much furniture do you actually have in there Mm, (laughs) we could probably just replace all that we'll just buy you new stuff when you get out here so just leave it all there just
3: abandon it just
2: abandon that just throw it in the dumpster and then fly here
4: he's not wrong
2: (laughs) (laughs) i can't say it hasn't crossed my mind
3: (laughs) Now, do you think that Mary got upset because she was really positioning herself to kind of be the savior in this situation? And then Cody nixed that. Right. Totally.
4: <laughs> I mean, you could have stopped it. Do you think that Mary got upset? Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, of course. She really wanted to be the only phrase that is coming to mind and is, is Captain save But I... <laughs> Yeah, I, I think she re- he really um, um, thwarted all of her efforts. And you could tell that she... <sighs> Mary has a, a big thing about being involved, helping people, helping her, her helping other people. There's a lot of tallying going on behind the scenes. And yeah, you could tell this really hurt her heart. Poor thing.
2: People helping people. She's all about it. <laughs> so yeah, we land on the fact that Mariah and Audrey can do this move themselves yeah because that was the other thing that was really driving me nuts was because mary wanted to fly to chicago and help them pack help them move cody wanted to drive a trailer which would take two days to drive to chicago turn around and come back and it was like guys they're like adults these are adult people who live in chicago i'm sure they've moved on their own before from apartment to apartment that is just part of city living And yeah, they something tells me that they're more than capable of renting a vehicle, loading up that truck and then driving it themselves. And that's exactly what happened because it was like, yes, they can do it. They can totally (laughs) do this.
4: And lest we not forget that the last time we saw Mary moving in a high stress situation, she was crying in her garage trying to grab knickknacks and screaming at at Robin. So,
3: yeah, she's not really the first person you want to call when you need some help, when you got to (laughs) move.
2: Right. In a high pressure situation. Yeah. Which is what Janelle was saying, too. I'm glad they didn't call me because I'm the slowest moving decision maker you've ever seen in your life.
3: Well, except when it comes to deciding that Cody shouldn't come to her house anymore. Right. Because that's the next revelation we get in this episode.
4: Loved that.
3: Yeah. Which we we kind of talked about a little bit already, just because Garrison works outside of the house. He's doing construction. And then, you know, Gabe's Hanging out with his friends, doing whatever he's doing. Uh, we see the preview in the next episode that he doesn't seem to be too concerned about his own health uh, or anyone around him.
2: Those goddamn millennials, I tell you what.
3: <laughs> um, You guys are much better
4: at like noticing what's happening in the decor and what people are wearing. Where did that, th- I feel like we saw a lot of Janelle's sun that she put up on the wall. Is she a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan? Has that been there for a while? Did you notice that
3: metallic sun that she has in the corner of her room? Oh, yes. I was staring at it. Um, Janelle has an affinity for wall art made of iron.
2: Yeah. Metallic structures.
3: Yes. If you've ever seen the the horse wall art that she has. I do remember that. I absolutely <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was part of the cowboy motif living room set that they had. I think that was when they first moved to Vegas.
3: She still has it.
2: Oh, yeah. She it's hung still, it up
3: last season. It's
2: still sprinkled around here and there. <laughs> you find little tidbits, remnants of it.
3: Somehow she still does not have the worst decor of anyone in this family. Right.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have some thoughts about Robin's place later <laughs> that I would like to share. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, we knew that Cody was in her house in the first Zoom call because he was surrounded by brown curtains. And we know <laughs> Robin has a favorite color, and it's brown.
2: Brown's the brown. Yeah.
3: <laughs> the large chairs, let's never forget those. Uh, I'd like to. I would really like <laughs> to. <do. laughs> so in this conversation that Cody is having with Janelle, for some reason, all of a sudden, he's trying to downplay the number of cases that there are in Flagstaff. And I just thought it was really strange that he seemed to be fighting to spend time with one of his wives.
4: Agreed. Agreed. You would have thought he would have taken that hall pass very quickly. And and I was honestly shocked that Janelle got emotional and that she started crying.
3: Yeah, I think that we really underestimate the relationship that the two of them have together because they both yeah. seemed worried about not being able to spend time with each other.
2: I feel like Janelle's kind of like a safety net for Cody. She's like his mental break that he mm-hmm. gets because he can, he can go be with her and have companionship and she is so low maintenance where he doesn't need to worry about what's going on. She's not presenting all these issues to him. She's just going to work. She comes home. And they just hang out. They'll see each other. They might go for a walk. You know, it's like pretty simple setup that they've got going on.
4: I, I couldn't agree with you more. They seem to have a, like a very just functional smoothly running relationship. I don't see them as like sexual with one another. Right. If we can go there. Right. But I don't know. They have what? a lot of kids. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. I mean, now that I saw her shedding a tear, I'm thinking yeah. maybe she's Missing that old
2: thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah, the rule is they don't kiss, though. They don't kiss. Pretty woman rules. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I did
3: love that she made a point of telling Cody that she is making such a sacrifice here that he is going to owe her big time.
2: You're going to owe me big time, buddy man.
3: She's looking for that tropical vacation.
2: Tropical.
3: Um, yeah. Wow. That was very shocking to me. And I also,
4: like I said, Cody was telling right on his sons and then he caught himself and
3: I loved that. Right. He says that their age group doesn't take it seriously. He's getting pissed at them that he can't see Janelle, which was interesting. Really this we're starting to see a lot more. I wish that uh, we had gotten to this footage earlier in the season because it's much better than the content they give us when we have a camera crew and a producer.
4: Agreed. I I totally agree. And he said like you know I know it's not just that Garrison works construction. It's that he and the other one. What's the other one's name?
2: Gabe. Gabriel.
4: Okay. Um, that they're out. And then he's like, actually, I don't know. I don't know. But it's their age group. He really tried to to circle or to to walk that back. And I caught it. I caught that. Kobe. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: So then this is the point basically where Cody decides, yes, this is a decision that Janelle has made, but I think we should get the entire family to weigh in on this decision (laughs) because this is not just for me to deal with. This is not just for Janelle to hand out all willy nilly. We got to get everybody's opinion in on this. So Let's fire up the zoom. He is full of shit. <laughs>
4: he wanted, he was like, oh, one wife is has an opinion? Let I gotta group all of them together and let them know that that's not happening. He's so yeah. full of shit. He was like terrified that they might have some sort of autonomy.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a uh, interesting way to kind of, almost like shame Janelle for her decision, just publicly oh, yeah, humiliate her. because She
3: has to explain why she doesn't feel that her household is, is safe. safe and presents a risk to everybody else.
2: So it puts okay. her...
3: Better, (laughs) right? right.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because it puts her in just such a tough spot though, because she can't win now in any circumstance here.
3: Well, it was also a strange suggestion because they don't have a great track record of coming to conclusions as a group. So, how is this supposed to be productive or helpful?
2: We still can't get Christine's image to show up horizontally the way it's (laughs) supposed to. It's hard. This is hard. (laughs)
3: She's 30 seconds away from finding the effects and turning herself into a potato. (laughs) The cat. Did you guys see the cat lawyer? (laughs) Oh, we can only hope that that's something that we get in a future episode. (laughs)
4: Uh, Yeah, this was very wild to me. I don't understand why this had to be a group conversation. Janelle didn't seem to understand either. Did you guys see the point in this?
2: No, not at all. Yeah, I thought it was just, yeah, I think it was Cody's last ditch effort to talk her out of it, maybe, to try and get her to change her mind. But, I mean, she was even pointing out, she's like, I don't know if it is just she feels kind of powerless in the whole quarantine situation so far um, and lockdown, and she just wants to feel some sort of control. So it is a decision that she can make that has an outcome, that has an effect. So it might just be, you know, her way of kind of dealing with this situation.
3: I know one of the things that we've already had some questions posed to us about is what we think about the fact that she doesn't just tell the kids that they need to stop socializing.
2: Right.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I. I, I had to
4: think back to what Christine said about having to like advocate for Janelle's kids. And I wonder if they, and by they I mean Janelle and her children, just don't have that type of relationship. Like if she thinks, like if she just kind of lets them do their thing and respects their views in some kind of way because she doesn't, she's never really had to be an authority over them.
3: Yep. I yeah. think she is not a good disciplinarian. She's never had to be Mm-mm. the disciplinarian in the family. And that goes back to kind of early seasons of the show where she talks about the fact that she knows that that's somewhere that something that she lacks essentially as a parent and I think we're seeing the the outcome of that here. But mm-hmm. what really boggles my mind is that Cody keeps harping on the fact that he's the leader of the family. And that he wants them to follow him, and like you said earlier, he he seems to not be too happy when the wives exercise their own autonomy. Why isn't he stepping up and telling the kids how they should be handling the situation?
4: Yeah, that's a great question.
3: Because all he wants to do is bitch about it. Yeah, bitches his wives when
4: <laughs> <the> problem.
3: <laughs> He's upset that he has to deal with the outcome of it, but he doesn't actually want to step in and try to to parent or guide or provide any assistance to Janelle.
4: Yeah. Well why start now, you know? Yeah,
2: right? <laughs> the kids are the kids are grown at this point. Yeah, you have adult <laughs> children. <A little> late. <laughs> <laughs> so then at this point, yeah, we're basically we're hopping on the conference call. We're getting rounding everybody up. We're firing up the Zoom. But they're I think they were using the Zoom to record their video for the benefit of the show. And yeah. then they were all talking on their phone and recording themselves on their phones. So it was like everybody had their phone on speakerphone. Everybody was talking into their phone at the same time. Nobody can hear each other. Nobody understands what's going on. Very effective. <laughs>
4: <Okay>. <laughs> I, I, I have not been on a call like that in years. Wow. Wow.
3: So they need to lay down some summer camp ground rules. Where you have to pass the baton in order to have permission to speak.
2: He has some group therapy rules. <laughs> Whoever has the ball can talk.
3: <laughs> so we hear Janelle tell everyone about how she thinks her household's a risk. Then we get Christine giving her suggestion that Cody could just spend a couple days at a house instead of rotating so frequently. And uh Everyone has to explain that's that's not the way this works. That's that's why Mariah and Audrey have to quarantine for two weeks now that they just came here from Chicago. And this is where Cody gets upset that they're talking about his schedule. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like when they take some control over it. And then he feels like he's being passed around like a rag doll and they're not (laughs) respecting his body. (laughs) this was given
4: like he took the playbook from truly when he was trying to make truly ride that bike and she was like this is my body i don't i'm i don't like this and used it in such a strange way and nobody nobody took that on maybe robin did but everybody else was like shut up please shut up
2: (laughs) yeah the toilet paper talk there was definitely a lot of body autonomy lessons from (laughs) truly coming back to cody he picked up on a lot of that verbiage while he was over at Christine's.
3: (laughs) Didn't take long. No. This is where I got confused about Robin because she claims that it's a shock to even think about Cody not going to Janelle's house. What? (laughs) Right?
2: (laughs) When When has this been a regular occurrence? Every single time we've seen Cody and Robin show up anywhere so far this season prior to this episode, it's always Cody and Robin showing up from Robin's. Always.
4: Every right. single time. Why would she have an emotional stake in him going over to Janelle's house? That's weird.
3: That was weird. And then also, she tries to fight for the fact that they should be able to. What it sounds like is that she wants to form a family quarantine pod. Right. Where they can all hang out with each other. Right. Which is cool. But then you're trying to fight to have Janelle be part of that and you just told us earlier in the episode how worried you are so I don't really understand why she she contradicts herself constantly to go with whatever she feels the group or Cody's opinion is
4: yeah and also like why are we acting like you guys hang out ever Ever? ever. <laughs> why are we doing this I, it was a, a strange game to play like you probably has she probably had not seen Janelle in months prior to that meeting where Janelle was like why are we all married to each other so why are we acting like it's so like i i get it because they're they can't go to school or whatever but what happened to Solomon you know where is Solomon's RSV now
2: right
3: my question not as concerned <laughs> all of a sudden
2: <laughs> so this is where Robin realizes she has quarantine in the bag At this point. Oh, yeah.
3: The only wife that Cody wants to spend time with, aside from her, has just dropped out of the game. Yeah,
2: (laughs) because Cody and Christine are fighting on this conference call in front of everybody. They are verbally abusing each other. So he's not going to want to stay there no matter how long Aspen comes to visit. So he's not going to stay there. That's not going to justify this in any way. So he's not staying at Christine's. Janelle has just tapped out. Mary has two people who are quarantining from out of state. So his only option that he has left, it's he's got to go to Robbins.
4: Did you feel like Robbins were whatever room she was in? It looked like a porn set.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> another unique chair.
4: <laughs> there was a lot of draping, a lot of velvet, velvet like material. I just had a lot of questions. A lot
3: of taffeta
4: yeah mm-hmm. just a lot happening there is there a
2: fireplace was she by a fireplace or is that just bopping into my head for no reason
3: <laughs> it had fireplace energy okay. like you're picking on okay. it yeah i think
2: that was it yeah <laughs> it
3: was either the set of uh a porn or it was a set of a period drama yeah <laughs> yeah it was just on the set of bridgerton like what was happening there <laughs> <laughs> She has a style, that's for sure. (laughs) The highlight of this call, though, is Mary. She has clearly muted the call. She's not listening to anyone. She is in heaven Mm -hmm. petting Mariah and Audrey's dog. Uh,
4: That was the most I've ever related to Mary and the most I ever will. Just like I'm tapped out. And I got my puppy in my lap and you guys just do your thing. Like, I know Cody's not coming over to my house anyway. (laughs) Ryan, Audrey, regardless. So, you know what? Let me just do what I'm doing.
3: She was smiling at that dog. It was, it was, it was beautiful.
2: Tracing its nose with her finger. (laughs) Gently caressing it the whole time here. Nobody can agree. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's just chaos anarchy on the phone. Everybody's trying to pass the baton, deciding what the best course of action is here. It's every house for themselves, every mother for themselves.
3: (laughs) Janelle can't handle this anymore. She's like, all right, that's enough. I I need to go. So I'm going to end the call. And she tells everyone that she's made her decision. She feels pretty good about it. And then Cody's got to get the last word in. So he says, the decision's not made.
2: Uh, Yeah, that was pretty interesting.
3: So this accomplished absolutely nothing.
2: Uh, Typical, right? (laughs) Cody didn't get to change Janelle's mind on this one. So he's going to have to try again to convince her to let him come over to her house.
3: And then (laughs) they're really big this season on ending the episode with some heartfelt moment from Robin where she either cries Or leaves us with something to really think about. So she says, it's heartbreaking that they're doing this instead of thinking about what's best for the group. Which I think. (laughs) So she's, she's not saying it yet, but it seems to me that she's upset that Janelle's kids are not willing to make the sacrifice of stopping going to work and stopping hanging out with friends so that they can have this bonding experience during quarantine. (sighs) Sure, Robin. Okay.
2: (laughs) And I think, yeah, it would be so much worse if they were all in one house because she even tries to throw that out again about how great it would be and how this would be so much better. And it's like, no, you would have to police so many other people and you would be so upset by other people's decisions that this would not work in your favor. This would not be good.
4: I would like to say that I don't think Robin cried this whole episode. So thank God for growth.
2: She came close. There <laughs> she were, came- there, oh, there were a few times. Yeah, she, she fought it off. <laughs> I think Mary cried more than Robin this episode. Uh, she definitely did. That's a landmark.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll have to see if now that there's not a cameraman and a producer talking to her on the couch, if she mm-hmm. she pulls back on the acting a little bit.
2: Oh, that's a good one. It's tough to act to an empty room, for sure. That is difficult.
3: (laughs) All right. So the next episode, it is going to be the month of April, which is the month of birthdays in the Brown family. We have quite a few kids who are celebrating birthdays this month. But like most things, COVID has interrupted those celebrations because Cody and Mary aren't communicating, which we know is the norm. He's surprised to learn that Mariah and Audrey have gone to the B&B to protect Mary's mom.
4: Wow. Another landmark episode.
3: I hope we get to see the b and B a a little bit because it really hasn't gotten a lot of airtime.
4: Would you guys stay there for a romantic anniversary vacation? No. Um, mm-hmm.
3: If... <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no buildup. No, there's and, uh, too
3: many old things in that house. And yeah, yeah. it's definitely haunted.
2: Carly doesn't do antiques.
3: No. I, I'm with you. I'm right there with
2: you, girl. Yeah, so there's
3: energy attached to those things. I'm staying away. <laughs> I don't need anything following me home. <sighs> we know Mary's bringing negative energy up in there. So there's definitely some poltergeist, something <laughs> attached to that. No.
2: <laughs>
4: I mean, maybe Mary is her own sage, and all the ghosts were like, "No, I can't hang with this man." Oh, right, I'm right.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's uh, yeah, it's the magnet repelling effect. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to chat a little bit about what's been going on on Married at First Sight or Ninety Day Fiance?
4: Absolutely, whatever you guys want to talk about. I'm, I, I'm, I need to know you guys' thoughts on on Married at First Sight. Okay. I got it.
2: Okay. Oh, no. I Ugh. I don't have all their names written down. But I okay. know that, I I I know that Chris all. is terrible.
3: Yeah. yeah. Chris and Paige, train wreck from the start. He's only getting worse. I really think that he went on the show for clout.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
3: he thinks he's going to be a social media star after this. And that he's just going to be an influencer and make money off of that. 100% convinced that that's the only reason this man came on the show.
4: Yeah. i've never met a person like him before in my life and i hope not to Mm -mm. he's scary Paige is worse though Paige Mm -hmm. might actually be worse
3: (laughs) yeah she has really deluded herself to the point that it's it's hard to have any compassion for her anymore
4: oh no you no i have the
3: well is run dry right i don't know if at this point they are just trying to get their paychecks
4: Yeah, I mean, it feels like they don't want to break the contract and have to, because apparently they have a $50,000, if you leave the show, you owe us that amount.
3: Oh, (laughs) fuck no.
4: So, yeah. So, hard to say. Hard to say. What do you guys think about Vincent, who is mostly very nice, but then he gets these bouts of incredible insecurity That makes it uncomfortable for everyone.
3: I cannot stand that. Awful. It's so irritating that anytime that he feels remotely embarrassed um, or out of his element that he just flips out.
2: Yeah. I think he has trauma that is still unprocessed. So like if that came from because as soon as we saw it with the champagne Vinny, that was Mm -hmm. such a minuscule thing. So small, so minor.
1: And my immediate
2: thought was like, who berated him when he was a child? Was it a teacher? Was it a family member? Who was it that like made him feel belittled in this way where he's still carrying that? Like it's still a very open wound for him that can come up and flare up in this way instantaneously with somebody completely unrelated. He hasn't even known his wife for a month yet. And she's wounded him in this way. And it's like, no, 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 that's not, that was already there. It's not something that she did.
4: Yeah. I'm wondering if his ex might have something to do with it. Because he said they broke up because she was not supportive of his career. And something about him, like, not doing something successfully seems to be a bigger, big trigger for him.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't had more problems so far. I think she's being overly under... Standing just because it's so early right now.
2: And again, yeah. and, oh, I just wish that of the experts, I wish they would have someone with a psychological background for some therapy too. Because I mean, Doctor Pepper kind of, kind of, she doesn't really do anything. Also, where though.
3: have the experts been this season?
2: Always where? Have they been every season, <laughs> less and First less.
3: Season. Yeah, it feels very hands off
4: and. You know, it was maybe okay when we had Woody and Amani last year or last season, but mm-hmm. if we're like Brianna and Vincent to like hold everybody's relationships together, like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm curious about your thoughts on Ryan because I go back and forth on him and also Haley versus Jacob.
3: Okay. Haley versus Jacob. First of all, it- I just started remembering her name because she is so boring that she she is almost devoid of personality. Like, the most yeah. interesting thing we learned about her in the last episode was that she had an allergic reaction to <laughs> crab shelter. Yeah, shelter. and she was going to eat it again, which also gave me a lot of anxiety watching, <laughs> just waiting to see what was going to happen to her. But right. she thinks that Jacob is so bad at holding conversation I'm like you you're not much better hon yeah when yeah
4: she's she really isn't and it made sense at first when she was initially like turned off by Jacob but now I'm like well what are you bringing to the table either young lady like your willingness to risk anaphylactic shock to get out of this marriage (laughs) like (laughs) what else
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I have to keep reminding myself that they had sex because our yeah. our cable cut out <laughs> on that episode, like our, yeah. the the channel dropped. And so we were like, oh, uh-oh, we'll give it a couple minutes. And then we came back and it was like, well, I hope we didn't miss anything too big. <laughs> well, apparently <laughs> right.
3: we did. Because they never spoke about it again, or at least she didn't.
2: No. Yeah. She's pretending like it never happened. And then he's too afraid to mention it because that's the only chance he had, and he feels like he blew it.
4: Yeah, I think I'm wondering if he's if it's ever crossed his mind that like maybe the sex was bad and that's why she's turned off because that seems like the reality of the situation
2: that the connection was building, it built to that, and I don't now think she's it, withdrawn. No,
3: I don't think yeah. it built at all. <laughs> I think she thought, let me, I think she had a, maybe a couple of drinks in, in Vegas and thought let's let's give it a go let's see and yeah it was just as disappointing as everything else with him has been (laughs) oh
4: my gosh i i i don't know if i he makes it kind of hard to root for because he has points when he talks about like the fact that everybody was hanging out without him and then they ran like that's really sad (laughs) like that's really really sad and pathetic um, but then he's so petty with her which like I personally think is very funny but I understand why that would be a turn off for her
3: <laughs> I think he is reading her he knows yeah. it was bullshit the last episode where she went to Paige's apartment yeah for like the entire night and he knew the minute she left what she was doing and then mm-hmm. she acted like that wasn't what was happening It's like he's not He might be socially awkward, but he definitely is picking up on what's going on. So you need to be honest at this point, which she is not. No, she's not.
4: And it feels like her attempts at trying to get back whatever spark they could have had at some point is it it feels like a lie.
3: Yeah, I think they're they're obviously not going to stay together.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I would like to free Clara of Ryan because there's something wrong with that man.
3: Okay, she is so much fun. Yeah, especially the last episode where she tried literally every donut that was on the table. <laughs> God, bless her. God bless her. And then yeah. he is just like the worst.
2: His haircut. I mean, yeah, it gets me. And then what else bothers me with the? In addition to the haircut is when you can see all the veins on the side of his head. (laughs) It freaks me out. (laughs) It kind of looks like Zangief from Street Fighter. (laughs) Does that ring any bells? It does. It does.
3: (laughs) I really think that he's trying to present a version of himself on TV that isn't real.
4: Yeah, I agree. And I almost feel like he deserves, Haley and Ryan deserve each other. Like, just go be boring together.
2: Right, yeah. (laughs) Again, I always feel like yeah. At the decision day time, I feel like the experts present. Here are our people that were pairing together, and then the producers come in and go, "All right, we're going to switch this person and that person mm-hmm. just to see what happens." And yeah. it's like because there are some people where it's like, "Oh, they would have been so much better with this other person in the cast," I think. Yeah, and it's just like, "Oh man, what they should been? let
3: them switch like halfway through."
2: right do they do that on the australia version where you can like tag in
3: i don't know
4: If <laughs> not, <definitely>, they should. <laughs> yeah i have not watched it but it sounds like things get a lot uh more <laughs> incestuous over there um, and there have been some couples who you know take a swing on over to their
3: neighbor's
2: house there you go yeah that's, that's what we need to happen I here want, yeah i want like bachelor in paradise rules Right. Well, it's like a new couple in the week and it's like, mm, well, you can stick with the guy that you got or you can upgrade if you want. Right. I would love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Who else is left? Um, it's Eric. Oh.
3: The two that are always drunk. The Alkies. Yeah. Virginia.
2: <laughs> Our fajita cantina couple.
4: <laughs> I just, I want to like hold her in a hot bath and just scrub and scrub and scrub. <laughs> every layer of foundation off of her face every layer of eyeshadow, yeah all the eyeliner that just melts down her cheeks as the hours go by just just see what happens you know
3: it's definitely because she's crawling into bed without taking her makeup off because she's had a few too too many glasses of wine as she winds down at the end of the night and then Uh she just reapplies right over it the next day yeah, yeah. I mean her pores,
4: her poor pores, they cannot breathe. <laughs> Just Suffocating under it, all the weight of that.
3: <laughs> now, they have a really like weird relationship situation going on. Don't really know what to call it because they're both overlooking a lot of things about each other that they don't seem to really like. Is it like yeah.
2: is it symbiotic? Is that it? Is that a term? Does that a science? Yeah, does that apply? <laughs>
4: It, but it almost seems like Virginia has more awareness of what's going on through her, you know, haze of natty lights. Like she gets it more than Eric seems to.
3: I think Eric's a little desperate. And she kept him liquored up enough the first few days that he decided he really <laughs> liked her. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's just committed to it. This is fun. Yeah.
4: It's bringing home the girl that you met at spring break. <laughs> now you're just trying to make it work.
3: (laughs) All right. You want to tell us a little bit about where everyone can find your podcast and then also where they can find you on social media?
4: Yeah, you can listen to my podcast everywhere. You listen to podcasts called Everyone's Business But Mine. And I... Have to think about what the name of my podcast is every time. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at Everyone's Business But Mine. You can find me tweeting really off color and adult like things on my personal Twitter, which is Kara B Tweets. Kara with a K B Tweets.
2: All right. Well, thanks so much, Kara, for joining us and going through this recap. Very special toilet paper commemorative quarantine episode here that's gonna gonna live in the history books here for sister wives the series and in its entirety so thank you so much for being a part of this and and for joining us on this special journey
4: thank you i i hope i was the fifth square only there to help
3: Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcast.
2: You can tweet with us about the episode at surviving underscore pod.
3: Stay tuned, share with friends. See you next week.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.